welcome to the World Beyond the Tale, the Page a Day American Gods podcast. I'm your host, James, and today we're reading page 27. And there's a lot of not safe for work content, which I guess there already was yesterday. Apologies for not giving you a better warning. We're earning that explicit tag today. Is that good? Is it goddess? He asks, gasping. Worship me, honey, says Bilquis the hooker. Yes, he says, I worship your breasts and your eyes and your cunt. I worship your thighs and your eyes and your cherry-red lips. Yes, she croons, riding him like a storm-tossed boat rides the waves. I worship your nipples from which the milk of life flows. Your kiss is honey and your touch scorches like fire, and I worship it. His words are becoming more rhythmic now, keeping pace with the thrust and roll of their bodies. Bring me your lust in the morning and bring me relief and your blessing in the evening. Let me walk in dark places unharmed, and let me come to you once more and sleep beside you and make love with you again. I worship you with everything that is within me, and everything inside my mind, and everywhere I've been, in my dreams, and my... He breaks off, panting for breath. What are you doing? It feels amazing, so amazing. And he looks down at his hips, at the place where the two of them can join, but her forefinger touches his chin and pushes his head back, so he is looking only at her face and at the ceiling once again. Keep talking, honey, she says. Don't stop. Doesn't it feel good? It feels better than anything has ever felt, he tells her meaning it, as he says it. Your eyes are stars burning in the shit, the firmament, and your lips are gentle waves that lick the sand, and I will worship them. And now he's thrusting deeper and deeper inside her. He feels electric, as if his whole lower body has become sexually charged, preapic, engorged, blissful. Bring me your gift, he mutters, no longer knowing what he is saying. Your one true gift, and make me always this, always so. I pray, I... And then the pleasure crests into orgasm, blasting his mind into void, his head and self and entire beingness, a perfect blank as he thrusts deeper into her and deeper still. Eyes closed, spasming, he luxuriates in the moment, and then he feels a lurch, and it seems to him that he is hanging head down, although the pleasure continues. He opens his eyes. What does he see? Well, tomorrow we can talk about that. For now... Let's talk about how quickly he goes from, yeah, whatever floats your boat, to full-on worship. I mean, it's, it's like, it's basically between, like, between the pages, that little gap in the pages, that gutter there, that's where it happens, apparently. There's familiar lines all through the page, and I, I, they're not all references, I don't think. The most, the most, not, I'm sorry, jarring, the one that seemed the most obvious is probably not, but bring me your lust in the morning and bring me a relief and your blessing in the evening has echoes of T.S. Eliot's The Wasteland, which um, if I was a better researcher, I would actually have ready now. And now I'm trying to type one-handed. Not because of that, damn it. If I search Wasteland, I should get one result, and it should be T.S. Goddamn Eliot. It is where the line, April is the cruelest month, comes from, if you were ever wondering or concerned. Oh, we're uh, recording with our bat friend again. It may be the same bat, it may be a different bat. Either way, I've got my uh, I got my hat on just in case. I don't want him getting into my bald spot. Ah, there is shadow under this red rock. Come in under the shadow of this red rock, and I will show you something different from either your shadow at morning striding behind you, or your shadow at evening rising to meet you. I will show you fear and a handful of dust. 
it's probably unrelated, but there's the red color and there's the morning and the evening. Beyond that, the line of let me walk in dark places unharmed uh, is very evocative of Psalms chapter 23, verse 4. You've probably heard it somewhere. If not at a funeral, then maybe in a movie. Somewhere, though. Um, it's the though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death line. It's a really fantastic line. Psalms in general, if you haven't read, read Psalms. There's a lot of references to that particular book of the Bible in a lot of literature. But it also works really well as literature. The verse also has a line about a comforting rod in most translations, and I'm ridiculously immature, so I typically giggle behind my hands when I read that. The Psalms were purported to be written by King David, who was overtaken by the beauty of bathing Bathsheba, as featured in that wonderful song Hallelujah that I'm sure you've heard a thousand times. While the name is similar, Bathsheba was Solomon's mother and unrelated to the Queen of Sheba. I also didn't know until I did this research that uh, I, di- I didn't know the the family line of the Bible, so that was new to me. There's a lot of little details that are here. Um, There's a lot of ellipses as he's gasping through his pleasure, but there's a double W on worship, and I think that's an interesting detail. It it looks like a mistake. Like, a double letter like that usually means someone fucked up big time and the editor would get fired or at least smacked with a copy of the book. But I think it's intentional to show that he's, he's really... He's really into it. Usually, I would expect to see a dash between the two W's or maybe uh, an ellipsis, but I think it's just you know instantaneous. The other thing that jumped out at me was firmament. Uh, not not a typical word for a almost producer to use, I wouldn't think. It means the heavens or the sky or the stars, some variation on that, but it's also meant to represent them in a way of of them being kind of fixed in place, which makes sense as the original Latin is from fermer, fix or settle. Eventually it came to English through Old French and then into Middle English. It's one of those words that I feel is fairly common, but I'm probably wrong. I know it shows up in Shakespeare a lot, which is where I learned it originally. The line says, Worship me, honey, says Bilquis the hooker. And I think it's... A moment where she is less a goddess and more of a prostitute. I th- maybe just because in in the moment of worship, he it's probably the last time where she uh where she is more human than not, or more maybe more real than not. I don't know. I'm kind of talking out of my ass at this moment, but that's my guess. Is it's um where is it on the page oh it's at the top of the page so i th- i think that's the moment where yeah things turn from her being a prostitute to being a goddess being worshipped i could be wrong i'm willing to take criticism but be gentle i'm a man and i have gentle feelings milk of life is referenced worship your nipples from which the milk of life flows um it's probably a reference to breastfeeding which would make the most sense but there's an Egyptian goddess named Hathor. Hathor? Mm, somehow. H-A-T-H-O-R. 
She was a mother goddess of fertility, music, dance, and also sexual love. Also a goddess of the afterworld, where she provided food to new arrivals, and it was generally believed that she protected surrounding foreign lands. In many depictions, she was portrayed as a cow, or a woman with a cow's head shown suckling a pharaoh with the milk of life. I might be reading a little too much into it. Yemen and Egypt are not especially far away, though, so it could be a continuing reference to that. The word priapic is here, and it's a wonderful word. You also may have heard this, or you may not have. It means relating or resembling a penis, but a priapism is a persistent erection, i.e. one that lasts more than four hours that you should probably go see a doctor for. word itself comes from the Greek god Priapus, who is a protector of livestock gardens and male genitalia. Per Wikipedia, Priapus is marked by his oversized permanent erection, and this may be common enough knowledge in the age of the internet, but... Man, I can't let that pass by. It's too good to not mention. Also, look up Priapus. Try to find the, the pictures of his statues and his, his depictions in art. It's pretty wonderful. Let's see, the man orgasms, and he comes down from that, well, it says he's still in pleasure. Pleasure continues, but he's, he's kind of coming down and realizing that something doesn't feel right. But we can talk about that on tomorrow's episode. You can get in touch with us at theworldbeyondthetale at gmail.com, and you can find us on Twitter at worldbeyondpod. Thank you to Julian Granganage for his version of St. James Infirmary Blues that we use as our theme song. Thanks for listening. I'll be back tomorrow for another page. And remember, only the gods are real. <laughs>